Law is more than the policeman on the corner, more than the courthouse where our laws are enforced, more than the jail where lawbreakers are punished. In your whole community, there are customs and moral codes which guide your actions. What social controls affect you? See, I'm in the car right now, Dad. I'm looking at the prison right now. I'm, I'm looking at San Quentin. <laughs> This is Life of the Law. I'm Nancy Mullane. In 1994, voters in my state of California passed the Three Strikes Law. After that, any person who had committed more than two felonies could get sentenced to 25 years to life in prison. Over the years, it packed the state's prison system. But in November of 2012, voters changed the law. Now some of the prisoners sentenced under three strikes could petition to get out for time served. This isn't the story of all that. This is the story of one inmate I met while reporting on all these changes to the three strikes law. And it's the story of one very important day for him. Hello, Nancy. This is Curtis. Just calling to let you know that the, uh, I just got out about... Um, I guess 10 minutes ago, and I'm at the San Rafael um, Transit. I was uh, hoping I could get in touch with you, trying to get a lift to the airport. Um, so uh, take care, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Bye. So go ahead and give me your name. I'd met Curtis Penn months earlier inside San Quentin, and we'd stayed in touch. He had no idea when or if he was getting out under the new law. In 1996, he was sentenced to 29 years to life for commercial burglary. 17 years later, on April 4th, 2013, he was free. Hello! Hi! Nice to share the moment with you. Mr. Penn, you are out, sir. Of course. I have to get the first sounds of a man who's free. It's, it's strange because after all these years, I thought that I would be somewhat nervous, but I'm not nervous. I thought there would be some anxiety, but uh, I have a, um, a sense of calm about me. All the inmates being released from San Quentin were put in a big van that morning and dropped off at the local bus station. When I drive up, Curtis is standing on the curb. He's dressed in light gray sweats. He's got a big smile on his face. But he also looks stunned to be out in the real world. This morning at 5 o'clock in the morning, I was in my cell, um, and, and the officer walked by and just said, Pen. I go, yep. Yeah. She goes, uh, you're paroling. Click, click, and kept walking. And my cellie was like, did, she, did I just hear what she just said? I said, I think so. All Curtis has with him is a crate, one of those plastic crates like mail carriers use. It holds everything he owns in the world. So you got one box. That's it. I have um, my book bag, my Bible in here. Um, I also have a lot of socks. Hair grease, hairbrush, toothpaste. Well, toothbrush, I need to buy some toothpaste. I left my tube there because I know about airports. And, and then I got some, um, some schoolwork, some Hebrew I, I brought back with me because I was studying Hebrew. That's, that's it. That's your whole life. I don't own anything else. 
Yeah, it's kind of sad. 50 Simple. Yeah. Nice. I mean, you don't have a lot to carry. No, I do not. I do not have a lot, lot to carry. <laughs> you're, you're right. Uh, I mean, you don't have to move a lot of stuff. You're free. I'm free. I could go anywhere in the world right now. <laughs> yep. Anywhere. But all Curtis has for an ID is a flimsy handwritten card with his name on it. This card uh, it's his is certificate your certificate of, of discharge, discharge which is card. to be kept in your possession. From the California prison system. As an ex-felon, you are prohibited from certain activities. The back of the card. He's got that card. and a little cash. And after all these years, they give you $200, two, one, two fifties. First time I... 20. Touched yeah. another 20. Money and uh, another 20. <laughs> 15 years. That's all I have. If it was to fall out of my pocket, I had a hole in my pocket and it was to drop off, it would change the whole dynamics of the situation. Without this money in my pocket, I may not feel much different than, than that individual. I was homeless. The first thing Curtis wants to do when we get on the road is check in with his dad. Do I have to dial a one first? Nope. Um, yeah. But Curtis one, does know how to use a cell phone. Oh, no, you don't have to listen. It's come through the earphone. Wow. And I can just talk. Yeah. Can you hear? Yeah. Yeah. But the cell phone's a nice thing. Hey, how you doing, Dad? <laughs> no, actually, um, a friend of mine picked me up. I just left the, I'm at the San Rafael Transit. She, I'm in the car right now, Dad. Oh, well, she's taking me um, to get a duffel bag, and then she's going to take me out to breakfast. I'm looking at the prison right now. I'm, I'm looking at San Quentin. <laughs> we drive from Marin County, where San Quentin is, over the Golden Gate Bridge into San Francisco. There's so much to talk about, so much to see. What do you, what do you see standing here looking out? Um, obviously the vehicles, I see the, the, the clouds, the trees, and, and I just see fresh air. I see um, not stifled rust and bars and barbed wire. I see uh, diversity. I see people of different ages and different ethnicities and sizes and gender. Um, you know, in prison you see primarily males and primarily black males and um, I welcome the diversity. I welcome the, the change. I see opportunity. Mm. I see lots of opportunity. Every building I see and, and establishment, you know what I mean? I said to myself, that's an opportunity for a job. Somebody, you can, you can work there. When I see um, trucks come by that's a place, who knows, I'm, I may be working there at some time, you know what I mean? Unloading trucks or driving trucks or cabs, you know, I just see a world of opportunity. Do you want to walk? Sure. We pull up to a beach near the marina district. It just seems like the right thing to do. Let's take a walk on the yeah, beach that, for a minute. Yeah, I love that. Are you Would kidding you? me? Oh, good. Let's do that. <laughs> the simple stuff, you know? I know. We can just take a walk. Wow, this is a blessing right here. It's a pleasure. Mind getting your shoes a little? No, not at all. Okay. It's worth it. Look at that. Isn't that just beautiful? And uh, I like the fact that I got out, the first place I come to is it's the beach. <laughs> I used to go swimming in the beach all the time, man, with the seaweed. All the simple stuff. 
I was thinking, would you like to just be alone for a minute? You haven't had any time. Yeah, I was. I was alone for about two hours. Okay, well, would you like to be alone right now? I don't care. Why, you ready? You guys, what you gonna do? I'm just gonna go sit over there. Just let you have okay. some time to yourself. You wanna do that, huh? Yeah, just take five minutes or so. Okay. I'll just sit over there and you just okay, have a I little will. time. Okay, you thanks. can walk around a bit or okay. I'm just gonna be over there. All right, okay. that'll work. All right. Watching Curtis walk alone on the bay, I decide to forget about all the other things I have to do. I've been following Curtis's case for five months. Today he's free, free, not even on parole. And I just want to be here for him these few hours. So what do you want to do now? Want to go get some breakfast? Yeah, that'd be great. I, I need to get a duffel bag, as you okay, see. Okay, we're going to I... go get a bag. Okay. Let's go get a bag. Yeah, great. Okay. I love that. <laughs> okay. All right. I hope I'm not um, preventing you from being... Not at all. I didn't mean to take up your whole morning, but man, this is very, this is a blessing. I was thinking we could go get you some, you know, like a, a pair of pants and a jacket or something if you want. Well, you want to go to breakfast. Yeah, well, we can go because I'm only working with so much money. I don't want to really spend too much well, money. Well, I can actually yeah. front you, not front you, I could pay for a pair of pants and a shirt. Oh, so really? You could get on the bus looking, get yeah, off plane? that bus looking, yeah. What do you want to do? Yeah, it's up to you. Are yeah. you hungry? I'm gonna let you decide. Because really, are you hungry? I'm not hungry. I'm not that hungry. You need we can just stop and get a cup of coffee and then go over there. How's that? Okay, I'll get a, I'll, you can get yourself a coffee and I'll. It's, we just You're going just to breakfast, gonna right? see. Yeah, no, this is just a coffee shop. It's not a breakfast. Okay. Breakfast. Like, I don't think you should probably eat a big meal right now. No. There's no. a lot happening right. with you and yeah. you want to... They sell like a Danish or something? Yeah, exactly. That's what I need, a Danish Just a kind of nice toast, you know, a good piece of good toast. I mean, really good toast. You don't like toast? I want a Danish water. Okay, you can have a Danish and water. Yeah. We'll get you a Danish and water. We go to a cafe in San Francisco called The Mill. Curtis is very self-conscious. He keeps worrying that people are looking at him. After all, guards have been looking at him for 17 years. But no one here is looking at Curtis. They're all staring at their cell phones and computers. We still have a half hour to go before he has to be at the airport. We go to an upscale thrift shop. All Curtis has to wear right now are gray sweats. We have to hurry now. Okay. So we have literally a half an hour okay. to get you clothes. And this is off. on wow. me. This is on you? This is on me. Okay, you're gonna let me pay you back some Nope, this is on me. It's just one of those things that gives me so much pleasure. There, now I can. We go. Go ahead. Just go and cross the street, go inside okay. and find the men's department and start looking. Okay. okay, I'll be right there. I just have to put this in. Okay. When Curtis comes out of the dressing room, he's a changed man. He shed the baggy sweats for charcoal gray wool pants and he's picked out a green sweater and a business-like leather jacket. He looks sharp. We drive to the airport. 
But when we get to the ticket counter, the attendant says his flight is booked for the next day. Curtis's dad made a mistake. I look at Curtis and he looks terrified. This is a big glitch. When you're in prison for that long, when something goes wrong, anything goes wrong, you're in trouble. Curtis hands his discharge card to the airline employee. It's not the kind of ID card they see every day. She stands in front of her computer, typing for what seems like forever. Then she prints out a ticket and hands it to Curtis. He's on the flight he wanted. Um, I don't know what else to say, Nancy, other than feel blessed. <laughs> and it's strange because it's like this is meant to be the setup, the system is set up for you to be afraid, to be fearful to, of the unknown, you know, coming out. And, and really, the system doesn't want people to help you. They want you to get your $200, go back to the community in which you you're accustomed to and uh, go back to their same old behavior. I called Curtis the other day, eight months after the day he was released. I want to hear everything that is happening in your life. Oh, okay. I have uh, since uh, found employment. I work now in Berkeley at a, as a machine operator. Still in options in transitional housing, and they uh, asked me to be a house manager, so a place where I manage a group of men uh, with different um, disorders and whatnot. I was able to enroll in school. And statistics, and uh, I, was, I was able to complete that. I was able to visit my children over Thanksgiving, my children and my, my father. Um, that's pretty much it for the most part. Hundreds of inmates like Curtis are released from prison in California every day with $200 and flimsy ID cards. Those first few hours after they're released are crucial. Who's able to offer them kindness, a cup of coffee, a change of clothes. I'm lucky I could do it for just one guy. And I think a lot about that airline employee who got Curtis on the flight he needed and what she said as he headed for the plane. Have a nice life. For Life of the Law, I'm Nancy Mullane. Life of the Law is produced by Julia Barton, Caitlin Prest, Elisa Roth, Shannon Heffernan, Jillian Weinberger, and Katie Barnett. Music by Kyle Kaplan, Matthew Darr, and Todd McDonald. Our web editor is Mary Adkins. Financial support comes from the Open Society Foundations, with special thanks to Thomas Hilbing. Thanks also to Making Contact, our fiscal sponsor. For more on this story and others on the law and the legal system, or to donate to Life of the Law, visit lifeofthelaw.org.
Hi, I'm Amy Choi. And I'm Rebecca Lair. And we are the Mashup Americans. The Mashup Americans. <laughs> uh, think of us as your guide to the hyphen America world we live in. Are you first generation Korean American, married to a Colombian Mexican American, and making beige babies? Us too. Or do you speak three languages and eat Salvador and pupusas at Shabbat? Is Spanglish your best language? That's me. <laughs> uh, Spanglish is definitely your best language. Yeah, it was kind of a problem in graduate school. <laughs> eh, don't worry about it. We're, we're done with that. So we've got a new show here on the awesome Infinite Guest Network. You can go search for Mashup Americans in your favorite podcast app and check it out. We've got a great story about the mashup life of Donald Trump. Oh, and I just went to Margaret Cho's house to Netflix and chill. Kind of. <laughs> oh, my God. Vamos, let's do this. As we like to say, get to know yourself, America.